Hey everyone, welcome to episode four of the Medical Device English's podcast. This is Chris Truder, leading communications and medical device expert in Japan. I'm really excited to interview Haresh Kerpalani, the managing director of SNH Japan Limited. But before we get started, this Sunday, September 27th from 8 p.m., I'm starting my mastermind class to get registered to teach medical device English to companies in Japan. Please get registered after the podcast, medicaldeviceenglish.com forward slash ask. This is normally $497. So get signed up today, ask a question and get it for free. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to interview a good friend of mine, Haresh Kripalani. He is the managing director of SH Japan Limited, which he founded, I believe, in 2002. Haresh was born in Hong Kong, raised and educated in India, and first came to Japan in 1984. It is such a pleasure to speak with you, Haresh. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me on your show today. So, what, 1984, what first brought you to Japan so long ago?、Uh, you know, I had always wanted to work outside India because I was born in Hong Kong, but I was raised in,、uh, in India. And I had an opportunity to join a trading company run by an Indian person in 1984. It was not in Hong Kong, but it was in Japan. You know,、uh, it sounded exciting. So, I just took The offer and came here. You started SH, your own company, Limited, in 2002.、Mm-hmm. So, what, what was your motivation to leave a, you know, a corporate like job to start your own company? Okay.、Uh, actually, I have always had this dream since I was a child to run my own company. And, a, and the reason for this is because I was brought up in a family and in an environment where people around me had their own businesses, whether it was you know,、uh, big companies or a small shop or a small firm.、Uh, so that was something that I grew up with a strong desire that someday I wanted to be like the people around me and have my own company. And I actually got the opportunity to start my own company in 2002. And the reason was that in my previous company was a great company. I worked with them for almost 20 years. Wow. And、uh, they actually supported me in my personal development, provided me lots of training and so on. But what I realized is after you work with a company for 18 years, 20 years, you reach a point where there tends to be a difference in opinion between the management, the owners of the company, and you know, what you want to do. For the company and for your career as such. So in 2002, I established my company, but I still continued to work with my previous company. Okay.、Uh, I actually left my previous company in 2004. And that was at the time when my boss and I had a difference of opinion about how to, you know, some of the strategies that we were going to adopt for the business. And I told my boss that, fine, you know, it. Looks like there's a difference of opinions here. So I would like to, you know,、uh, basically leave. And the next day, this was in 2004, February 1st, I started SH Japan, you know, started making SH Japan operational. 
I see. So what? So from 2002 to 2004 was was SH Japan was that more of a side hustle or was that your intention from the beginning to go independent? Yeah, it was my intention to go independent from the beginning. I set up SH Japan in 2002 and at that time I was actually going to leave my previous company and you know make SH Japan function as a full-fledged company. But what happened is at that point, my boss compromised with his thinking and allowed me to implement some of the strategies that I had in mind in my previous company. And, you know, he said, you know, instead of becoming independent, please continue to be with, you know, with the company and we'll try to work out something. So we actually turned my employment into a sort of partnership and that worked great for about two years. But then we encountered okay. a similar situation again in 2004. And then I realized that, you know, uh, this is going to keep continuing. While you, when you work for a company, you will encounter situations like this many a times. And I thought 2004, that was the time when uh, I thought it was just right for me to, on my own. Okay. So what, so 2004, you, you go independent, you're all in basically. I can relate to that. I think we're having an internet problem here. Right. Okay. I think we're back. Uh, so what were some of your biggest challenges starting your own business? Either, and, and I'm thinking more after you went totally independent from 2004. Right. Okay. Uh, the biggest challenges that I had where firstly, you know, for, for the first few months, I had very little or no business. So there was okay. almost no income for almost, I would say, three to four months. I can relate and to that. And the business which did come in was, you know, like really small sums of money. And at one point I was, you know, I was actually shocked. I thought clients would follow me, <laughs> clients that I had built up in my previous company. I thought that they would, you know, be happy to work with me from day one. But uh, it so turned out that, uh, while the clients were happy that I had become independent, they were quite candid about the fact that they were not sure whether my company would survive. <laughs> and uh, looking at it from their perspective, it's understandable that you know when you're a company, you have to look at the interests of your own company and deal with vendors who you know are going to be around for years to support your business, your project. So my biggest challenges were basically no business for a couple of months or very little business for a couple of months. Uh, clients that I thought would follow me from my old company to the new company didn't actually follow. And the third biggest thing was uh, time because I, I needed business. I needed income. Sure. And I was trying to do everything myself, but you know, when you're on your own, you have to run the company, you have to bring in sales, you have to do operations. So these were some of the biggest challenges that I faced when I became independent. So what you mentioned, your clients were concerned that, you know, that are you going to be around? You had this trust, but what was their actual fear though? Was they, were they worried that you couldn't handle the business by yourself and that's why you would not be around later? What was their actual concern? Yeah, I think it was probably a combination of two or three different things. One is, yes, maybe the fact that, you know, they saw 
me as a one man company you know who okay. till the previous day i was working for this company that was servicing them though in that previous company it was me who had built <laughs> up that business got them you know uh, the teams to work with them and so on but uh, you know when i'm on my when i started on my own i think they had this doubt that you know this is suddenly like a one man company uh, with no track record so probably they had the fear that i don't have the infrastructure to maybe support their needs and this was a big company uh, the client was actually zurich insurance company and we were providing it services to them okay so this was one and the other thing was i think they also uh, maybe it might have been a matter of timing too you know the projects that i had started with them in my previous company they were still in the the projects were still on so probably it was a matter of timing for them too you know they didn't have maybe new sure. projects they maybe decided to wait a little bit so did you did you ever think about giving up and going back to the corporate world actually no i there were times when things were really tough you know as i mentioned to you i didn't have income for a couple of months so things were really tough but what i realized is when you become independent your passion your drive your energy level you know reaches a new high uh, a different level and the fact is that once you start working on your own even if you don't have income you don't want to work for somebody <laughs> you know you want to be the person who dictates who decides the strategy for your business when you feel that something is going to work you know you get that energy and that the passion to persevere even if it's going to be tough for a couple of months so to answer your question there were times when things were really tough there was pressure at home i had a daughter who was attending international school i had school fees to pay <laughs> but uh deep inside i knew that you know this was the opportunity it was tough but i knew that if i could just continue for a few more months i would be able to get things to turn around and they did Awesome. Great. And, you know, mo most of my listeners are English teachers in Japan mm -hmm. working for schools. Yeah. And what advice would you give them if they're thinking about, you know, leaving the big Eikaiwa Gakkos and starting their own business or starting their own English teaching businesses? Okay. What I would say is firstly, if they start thinking about you know setting up their own businesses i think it's a great initiative and you know they should give that some serious thought because i think in the long term that is probably the direction to go mm -hmm. but uh, as regards advice one thing that i would i mean there are a couple of things that i would like to suggest one would be that please do not assume that you will have income coming in from the very first <laughs> month it is a slow and painful process so ideally if they can build up you know some savings to last them for 2 3 4 months in their journey mm. as they start developing their own business whether it's a company or whether it's as a individual you know like a small firm uh having some amount of savings or reserves will help them to stay motivated to grow that business instead of suddenly finding themselves running out of money and going back into the corporate world so i would say that is the first thing that i would suggest secondly it also depends on the direction 
I mean, the structure for the company or the business. For example, if they want to set it up as a company, then my suggestion would be to actually initiate the process for setting up the company or setting up the business while they are still working. Because it's something that they could do, you know, on the side without actually interrupting their day-to-day working job. Because the minute you leave the corporate world and you start venturing out on your own, it makes a lot of difference if you go to a client saying that, you know, I have a company, this is my address, this is my name card, this is my website, and so on. If you have the structure in place from day one, it conveys an entirely different impression for one. And also, it saves you the time that you would otherwise spend after you leave the job to set it up. Because while you're doing all this, there's there's going to be no income coming in. So uh, setting up the infrastructure or the environment while you're still working would be the way to go, I feel. And the third thing would be to ideally to use your, I mean, for anyone starting his or her own business would be to use your network of contacts. Yeah. Because when you start your own business, I'm assuming that many of us, many people would start in a small way. It could be just themselves or it could be with maybe a couple of friends. So your resources are limited, not just time and money, but also the fact that you want to run your business, but you also need to get sales. If you have a network of contacts, you know, you approach friends, you approach well-wishers and let them know that if they can introduce their connections, if they introduce their connections, reward them in some way. You know, it could be by returning a favor or by giving them a small referral fee so that they stay motivated to bring in ref to bring in business for you. Let them be your salespeople. (laughs) Uh, That would be my advice or suggestion to anybody starting a new business. So that's great. Three pieces of advice. Number one, Mm -hmm. save some money, whether it be four months, five months, whatever, how much you think you'll need to get by. Establish the business while you're still working. And then third, leverage your network. And don't forget to show them uh, some, give them some incentive or some type of thank you. So you mentioned it was hard in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You didn't think about going back to the corporate world, but I need to ask you during that time, did you feel alone or did you have like a, a mentor, a business coach, someone to support you to, to push you to not give up? It's, it's a great question. Actually, I did have a mentor. My mentor was a fellow, uh, a member of the Indian community, somebody who's been in Japan I think for about 10 years, who came to Japan 10 years before me, who had set up his own business. Uh, Many aspects of his business were very similar to what I had been involved with in my previous company and what I wanted to do with my new company. So basically, he guided me. He uh, provided me a lot of introductions to his friends who later became my clients. And in many situations he actually you know helped me with uh, a sense of direction when I was a bit confused whether I should take up strategy A or strategy B so I would say that he was he was my mentor he continues to be my mentor okay and there were times when you know uh, there are some aspects of business or sometimes some aspects which you can't actually consult an outside person 
uh, but you just need a third opinion, you know, a third party opinion. Uh, so in cases like these, I would talk to my wife, you know, sure. I would tell her that I'm in this situation, I'm kind of confused, what would you do? So I, I basically got some input from her just so that, you know, I had some options to ponder on. That's great advice because I, I find a similar story with a lot of entrepreneurs or people who start their own businesses. In the beginning, mm -hmm. they feel like they have to do everything themselves and it's right. hard for them to ask for help. And this can be overwhelming sometimes and then and right, cause right. people to actually go back and give up their dreams. Right. But so right. that, that's great advice. And uh, actually, while I'm talking about it, I remember two more things, you know. Uh, for example, there were times when I needed help with, let's say, uh, financial matters. In those cases, I didn't hesitate to consult a former colleague who runs an accounting firm, Okay, you know, regarding how to structure certain transactions or how to structure, you know, the financial aspects of business. Or there were times when I needed aspects you know, some help or guidance on a legal framework. So then I didn't hesitate to, you know, reach out to a legal network or okay. to even free legal advice, which, you know, sometimes uh, some government bodies offer. So I tried to use whatever was at, at my disposal while I still had the main person who I consider my mentor. Great, great. Well, very helpful. Uh, you know, I didn't realize you've been in business. SNH has been around for so long. Can you, uh, as we close out our interview today, can, can you explain a little bit about SNH Japan? What do you do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, SNH Japan basically is a company. We have two lines of business. And the reason we have two lines of business is because uh, S actually stands for, uh, is the initial of my, a business partner Sundar and H stands for Harish. So we okay. came up with this name SH and because it's a company operating in Japan, we came up with this name SH Japan. We have two lines of business. One is we provide IT services to companies operating in Japan. So this is a business focused to the Japanese market. Okay. And another aspect of our business is a trading business, which used to be run by my colleague Sundar which focuses on export of Japanese uh, electronic products, mostly watches, Japanese brands of watches, calculators to countries overseas. So that is a business catering to the overseas market. And uh, so we have two very dis different lines of business yeah. catering to different markets. We consolidated these two lines of business about six years ago because my colleague passed away and then, I realized that instead of giving away that business, it makes sense that, you know, we just consolidate both and uh, focus on whatever brings in more money for the company. <laughs> so for IT business, I'm interested, do you, do you ha have services for, for small companies or startups that may not have a lot of <laughs> capital? Uh, what we, in the, when I first started, we used to provide services for small companies, it used to be things as simple as setting up websites, helping sure. them with the network implementation and so on. Later, we moved to providing resources to uh, banks, insurance companies, manufacturing companies. Uh, and I would say that our focus shifted more towards that model because 
it was a model that brought in recurring revenue. Sure. Because once you have a contract and you have people working on site on uh, projects, then, you know, there's little to do every month except to make sure that the client and the people are happy. And that that's great. Again, great advice. And, you know, for English teachers thinking about starting their own businesses in Japan, that recurring revenue, getting those companies or clients that are going to, you know, study English with you for not just for one month, but forever, for years, you know. Right. Right. So, right. Great. Well, Haresh, thank you so much. We're out of time. Um, you know, just lastly, everyone, Haresh is a, uh, a distinguished Toastmasters. Uh, I'm also a Toastmasters. This is how we met uh, a public speaking leadership organization. So, again, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. And thank you for, for uh, sitting down with me today. Thank you very much, Chris, and hope your pro- podcast helps many people. I think starting a business is a great thing, and I hope that everyone actually takes that route at some point in their lives. I hope it's sooner rather than later. All right. Thank you, Horesh. Horesh Kripalani, Managing Director of SH Japan Limited. 